This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. I want to tell you a story. Um, when I was practicing law um, in downtown Los Angeles, there were two clubs um, that were very restrictive. Um, and during the, they wouldn't allow Jews as These members. Like social clubs. They're private clubs. Yeah. The women had to walk in the side door. They didn't allow black people. It was a whole thing for many years. It's changed now. But back then, there were, there were these restrictions. It turned out during the Depression, one of those clubs allowed Jews in because they were losing money. Right. The other held firm and said, even though we're losing money, we're so anti-Semitic, we are not going to allow Jews in. I actually respect I, I see where that you, I club. I see where you've brought this around. I, I, I didn't know where you were going. I respect that last club more than the club that bent just to get money. Right. And I feel like Adidas Is, might be that first club right. with Kanye West. Uh, well, if you believe what Kanye West is putting out there, you were right. Adidas would be, if he's right, Adidas would be like that club because Kanye posted a photo with the CEO of Adidas and uh, the caption said, make Adidas great again. The Adidas CEO has, separately from that photo, not in that post, has said that the company is struggling. You know, that when they cut ties with uh, Kanye, they over lost. Over a lot of anti-Semitic remarks right. and other things. Right. And they did lose a lot of money. They, they, at the time, said they're doing it on the principle. We don't believe in these things that he is saying, and we cannot work with him anymore, and we're cutting ties. They have been struggling uh, financially since then, and it seems like Kanye either is saying that he is making it seem like he's back in their good graces and they're working together. Adidas has not confirmed that. But there are pictures now that you but see that a picture photo, of the two of them together. I mean, we also don't know if that's a new photo, if that's an old photo. Look, again, we don't know, but if this is so, if they are they're the first club. Well, and, and of all companies to cozy up with Kanye West again, Adidas is a company with a German heritage. It should steer as far away from anti-Semitic uh, partnerships as it possibly can. And it did so in the early going and severing ties with him. But to warm up and cozy up with him again, I agree with you, Harvey. I have more respect for you know companies that just sort of lean into their views and don't just capitulate when they encounter some financial so difficulties. So all of this uh, came to head because... Uh, Kanye did a, if you probably heard, or the Super saw, Bowl commercial. You only saw it in a few uh, markets, but he did buy uh, an ad that was 30 seconds. Where he's in the back of an Uber. He literally <laughs> shot it on his phone and literally just said, go to Yeezy.com. We're selling all kinds of merchandise. And people went there and you could buy stuff for $20. Kanye claims that just from running that ad, that that night they have made, since that night, have made $19 million selling merchandise. Again... Don't know any confirmation on that number. But Seems inflated. But, but given the way things are, are unfolding, I would not be surprised because his album, when he dropped it, was number one. So right. he has not lost um, a significant portion of his fan base, it seems. And well, we just heard from the booth. The other thing uh, that Adidas 
did say two weeks ago that the old Yeezy, um, all, all the inventory that they had of Yeezy gear, that they were going to sell it. Initially, they said they would not sell it. So maybe that's where the Yeezy.com well, sales but, but, but if they're if, if they're selling it, yeah. that means they're opening it means, that door. It means they're yeah. certainly in some way in back in business. So the that. question then is, has Kanye West um, changed his views? We can say firmly the answer is no, because we got him at LAX yesterday, and he doubled and tripled down. We survived. We yes, survived okay. through the cancellation. We're back number one. If I didn't have the various skill sets of music and clothing and the fan base, they would have been able to destroy me. Some of the streaming yeah. platforms removed you. We number one. Right. We number one. You know, everything that they did only helped us. I like it. Remove us. I like simplification. Streaming platforms is to the artists anyway. Really? Spotify would give us $500 million between all of us and say working about a bunch of sales. I'm like, what, what about Adele? What about Drake? What about Weekend? What about Taylor Swift? What about me? They're like, no, no, no. Doesn't have, matter how much any of y'all stream, y'all got to work that half a billion. A half a billion? A half a billion? That's what streaming companies think of us as the musicians and all the label owners just hand it over. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. We ain't on that, bro. As long as I breathe, I'm here for all of my artists. All of, all of my peers and all the people. Do you take back any of the anti-Semitic stuff you might have said? Black people can't be anti-Semitic. We are Jew. I mean just like calling Death Con on Jews and that sort of, Like, do you take back any of that sort of more extreme stuff you You know said? what? For all the kids that love me, all the Jewish kids that love me, I'm sorry if y'all had to hear a grown-up conversation with us screaming at each other. But we got to a point where something needed to happen. So Kanye West is saying that a lot, lot to break down. There. Sorry about, sorry about that, Jews. But um, and just, to, just I had to be real just with the young you. Young Jews, by the way. Yeah, young Jews. Yeah, I had to be. I have to be real with you about my anti-Semitism. So he's not apologizing for being anti-Semitic. It's the opposite. Right. He's changed, leaning into hasn't it. Hasn't changed that view at all. And he's saying Jews get over it. That's what he's saying. Right. Um, also, really interesting to hear it's him. Disgusting. To hear it's disgusting. The name Taylor Swift spoken by Kanye West. He's disgusting. Um, uh, that he would mention her. I mean, there's, everyone knows the incredible bad blood between them, and but for him to say that he's speaking up for Adele, for Taylor Swift, for Drake, for all artists, I don't know if all those artists really want Kanye West speaking up for them. Well, Taylor Swift doesn't. Point. I know Taylor, Taylor Swift I'm doesn't. I'm certain that Taylor Swift She doesn't. does not want anything to do with Kanye West, who... You know, secretly, illegally recorded a conversation with right. her, and well, you know, along with Kim, and um, and then lied about what happened. Well, I, I think you're right that he wants no, she wants no alliance with Kanye West, but they are aligned at least on this issue. She's spoken up for artists' rights many times in the past, so he is maybe just commenting that we're on the same page here, and maybe this is some sort of olive branch or something. But I don't think she wants at all to be sort of aligned with him on anything. What I hear is the guy who who drops this album. It goes to number one. By the way, I don't think it's on number one on Billboard yet, but it's on streaming charts. It's number one, and that's certainly something, but he feels empowered. He feels like, you heard him say, we survived the cancellation. He feels like he waited out the storm, uh, went away to Europe, recorded an album, came back, album goes to number one, sells a bunch of merchandise, that's back, Can I and Adidas yeah. is 
working with him. You're right. You're right. And he you know, feels empowered. You know what's really interesting about this? He has said so many things. You know, the slavery is a choice. He's, mm -hmm. you know, attacked people. The anti-Semitism is what it seems on the one hand pushed him over the line, but on the other hand, it's something that so many people not only are tolerating, but embracing anti-Semitism that given what's going on in the country, Kanye is now mainstream in, in, in a weird sort of way. You and, and I, we, we have had this argument for months and I'm not, I refuse to believe that that is the mainstream thought. I agree with you that there is certainly an increase in anti-Semitism. I, I agree with I you. I get it, but it's not mainstream. It's, it's not mainstream, but it is, it is growing. It is, more... it is growing exponentially, especially among young people. Right. Especially among young people. It's really interesting that in my lifetime, to watch civil rights burgeon and grow and flourish, and that people and and gay rights and all sorts of things that have become accepted in society, and yet that we carve out this one area and. Hating Jews is okay. Hello, my name is Shelly Sweets and I'm from Stone Mountain, Georgia. So I just wanted to piggyback on what Harvey was saying about the two clubs. I kind of feel like Kanye feels like the club that decides to stand on his personal beliefs. And unfortunately, they don't always align with what is common knowledge. And to him, he is standing in his new awareness of faith, and and it's not something that we can really expect to understand, but because it is being aired all over due to social media, he's being kind of judged in a way and given a power because he's not God. We don't have to care what he thinks. So we're kind of just witnessing someone attempting freedom for the first time, and in, in his eyes, he can say whatever he wants. And that's the whole point of his message is, look what happens when you say what you want. Money's going to be gone. But let's see if we can get that power back. He's really just an artist, like he said. He's an, anti He's an anti-Semitic artist who is going after Jews and loving Hitler. And he apparently is now back in the good graces, or maybe in the good graces of Adidas. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I, oh, honest to God. Yesterday, you were celebrating this um, this new openness um, that, yeah. we, that we, that we certainly Taylor saw Swift. at the Super Bowl with Taylor and Travis. And I, I, I agree with you, that would be refreshing if more celebrities were just open about things. But we are learning so much more. I mean, we got a lot on Sunday, but we're getting even more now because we're getting some new uh, video and audio from the field uh, right after the game. So now you're about to hear what they were saying to each other. Then we're gonna get to something that happened later in the night when they were out celebrating, which is also very interesting. But right. first, here is the moment uh, Taylor got onto the field. After the, after the, after the win. Won. Yes, and what they had to say to each other. <laughs> Thank you for oh, coming, baby. I can't believe that. Thank I you. can't believe you. Thank can't you for the support. You. How do you Thank do you for that? coming. <laughs> Thank you for making it across that way across the world. You're the best, baby. Oh. God. The absolute best. Was it electric? It was unbelievable. Oh Anybody else have chills? God. Oh my God! <laughs> I love that! 
Man. So we should be clear. The, the NFL mics up certain players, certainly the star Gee, players. Gee, why do they do Travis? Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, for that very moment. Uh, and believe me, there were players on the 49ers who were also mic'd up before all the conspiracy theories. But we're not hearing any of them. Right, because <laughs> obviously. But don't you kind of low-key wish, now that we have this audio of them talking, that he said... Will you marry me? <laughs> I yep. mean, I think everyone's going to be like, oh, I wish he proposed. But look, this is still great. They had an amazing time together. Taylor is posting him for the first time on social media. She posted on TikTok a video partying with her parents and him at the club. We're going to roll this video here because I think it's, it's really interesting. Like, I, I, she's just being so open about everything. We're going to get into and this. Experiencing this it, is but. a different Taylor Swift, but this is what she posted, which is really interesting, what she posted uh, on her social media. I think that is the, hilarious. The, the cringe on her face is the song that was playing in the background was uh, kind of explicit, and she's sitting next to her parents. But, you know, the fact that she not only recorded it but then posted it uh, just shows she just had, you cannot so, say so, she didn't so, have the time of her life. So now. what is so different here? I mean, there was a little bit with Calvin Harris where Taylor would go out and about and go to clubs and everything else, but that was his job. Right. So that was a little bit different. This is a relationship where it's not some actor that or singer who wants to hide in an apartment mm -hmm. and not go out or go out where they're not walking out of a restaurant at the same mm, time. who you're referring to. Travis Kelsey <laughs> loves the spotlight. Yes. He just does. He and by loves the, yeah, the spotlight. And he loved it before Loved Taylor. it before. But she's come to his she really has. way of, of just like living out loud. And she's, she is... You know, and, and we're, we're doing a documentary on Taylor and Travis in a couple weeks. But, you know, one of the things that everybody said when we were interviewing people is that, you know, she became really famous when she was a teenager. And she didn't have those normal high school years. This is the cheerleader getting the football star. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And they're celebrating it in such a public, loving way that everybody around them is just into it. And they're not hiding, they're celebrating. And it's different from all her other relationships. And yep. by the way, people are loving this relationship so much that CBS announced this was the most watched TV special or TV moment of all time. So that just shows you that people are so invested. Well, not watching. everybody was watching for Taylor and Travis. No. There were, I oh, think there were Harvey. a lot of people who were watching, yes. watching for the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Super Bowl yeah. gets huge ratings every year. It's the biggest, it's the biggest event of the year. Right. It's and it usually gets north of 110 million. This got 123 the million. The previous viewers. record was last One, year, 115. 115. Yep. It went up to 123. So about 8 million people more from last year. And the games were kind of similar. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference? Somebody's girlfriend. Mm. <laughs> My name is Wayne Pryor, and I am from Eastman, Georgia. Um, I would just like to say that I feel like Taylor Smith is Taylor Swift is taking over the world completely. Like first music, now football. I actually think that she got 
more screen time than both quarterbacks put together. But I just love her transparency and um, how she's moving in this new relationship. It seems like she's being more open, more vulnerable, and she's just taking her parents on for the ride. And I enjoyed that vi- video thoroughly. And that was like yeah. one of my favorite songs. <laughs> oh, gosh. It really is something. Yeah. I got to say, it's different. We've covered a lot of relationships at TMZ. This is the most intense one I think we've ever covered. King and queen of the prom. Yep, okay, we're moving on. Yes, uh, to someone else who had a great Sunday, and that mm-hmm. would be Dunkin' Donuts, or rather, Dunkin', I'm old school, I still say the donuts, but uh, of course their ad was really, I think, the most talked about uh, and loved uh, ad that came out on, during the Super Bowl, and they spent a lot of money on it, aside from just paying for the uh, minute of airtime, which, which by the way, it was a one-minute ad, so it's fifteen million, 15 million bucks, right? That's, uh, and that's without paying before ben they paid Ben Affleck, and Jack Harlow, and Matt Damon, Tom and Brady, Tom Brady, Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> and Fat Joe. So it's got to be a lot of money. It's got to be thirty million dollars, right? Well, does that pay off? There is some evidence that it is paying off. Well, we uh, sent. Uh, one of our photogs, Melanie, went around to uh, several Dunkin' Donuts yesterday. We just Dunkin'. wanted to see what happened with business the day after the Super Bowl. Did this ad have an impact? Well, watch. What kind of impact did the Super Bowl commercial have on business today? Today, it's actually been pretty busy. It's been brought a lot in. People are loving the skewers. So the skewers? Yeah, the munchkin skewers is a big thing. Did that, was that selling beforehand? I mean, no? it wasn't skewered before, so this is brand new. So it's really, really a big opening for a lot of people. You've got this commercial playing in all your stores. Has it made the day after the Super Bowl? Well, we just started today, but so far it's going great. People are really liking it, and we are so excited. What are they buying? Uh, just ice coffee. Are they buying the Dunk Kings or are they buying the skewers? I just made one and they're really? loving it. Yes, it's very interesting. Well, in addition to the tra- in addition to the donut sales being higher, people also definitely like these tracksuits that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were wearing. I, I can't thought nobody that. would want to wear these. Who would want to walk around in a bright orange tracksuit around says town? Dunking. I-, I guess I'm in the minority here because these tracksuits sold out in under 20 minutes. Uh, and by the way, they're not cheap. Even the just the pants alone go for about $60. So if you want to get the full suit, I mean that's well over 100 bucks. I mean you have to get the full suit if you just it would look ridiculous. Can you go back, go back to that. Wait a minute. Is that is that J Lo in the end? No, it's not. I can't tell. <laughs> I can't see it. No, it's not. No, no I, that I is just your... another woman. No, but, uh, it's just okay. a woman with brown hair. Yes. Okay. Well, I I'm sorry. I'm standing far from a monitor right now. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> I, I I have a question. Like, in, say you're on the street and you, someone comes up to you in a Dunkin' Donuts tracksuit. I mean, would you take anything they say seriously? I'd run. Or, yeah, I would too. <laughs> It's happening. Can you feel it? Do you feel it? Feel what? Do you Turn hear, here? Do you hear the beehive? Oh, the buzzing. Beehive. The beehive oh. is landing right around Nashville. <laughs> it's moved from Texas. It's, it's heading over to Nashville now because Beyonce's country music uh, is starting to uh, take hold. Texas Hold'em is on streaming charts near the top of them on I know on Spotify and iTunes. I love. Um, I this love is one doing of the this. two country songs that she. Dropped on Sunday evening after her commercial ran. Let's play a little bit, just so yeah. This is a little bit of Texas Hold'em. This ain't Texas. Ain't no Hold'em. Lay our cards down, 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 down. So pocket 
This just in, it's actually at number one on the streaming it's chart. It's good. So it's it really is good. Great, great song. I really, I listened to it several times this morning. And it is a, a departure, obviously, for Beyonce. She did do Daddy Lessons back in 2016. Um, and what's interesting is the reaction that that song got compared to how these songs are going to be received. I'm really anxious to see. The person who worked with Beyonce producing Texas Hold'em is a platinum producer named Brian Bates. His stage name is Killa B. And he is responsible for a lot of Texas Hold'em. And he is joining us right now to talk about this new departure for Beyonce. Brian, welcome to TMZ Live. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, Brian, first of all, congratulations. The song is great. I mean, she, she kills Number it. Number one streaming. It's really, Thanks. really good, so congrats. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much, man. How did this come about? Is this something that was kind of ruminating with Beyonce for a while? How'd this happen? Well, pretty much, you know, Beyonce, you know, the way she moves, she's very secretive. She doesn't like people knowing what her next move is. So, uh, you know, they kind of let us know on the under, like, you know, start working on ideas. And she's so brilliant at how she markets herself and how she does her music. So, you know, she was, you know, going back and forth with us on how she wanted certain things, certain words, certain instruments. And, uh, you know, we gave it to her and she took it home and, and, and made it just incredible, man. Just took it to the next level. What, what I think is really interesting here, Brian, is the fact that, now, we should tell people, if they don't know, your credits that you have uh, worked with uh, people like Ariana Grande, Usher, Chris Brown, Jason Derulo, a yeah. lot of great artists, but not artists in the country genre. And yeah. I, I'm just, so the fact that Beyonce is making country music, but she's not doing it with all new right. uh, producers and writers. Um, she's working with people I guess I would say in her genre that she's been, that we're used to hearing her perform in. But you guys are obviously making good country music. Well, you know, the essence and roots of country stem from, from Black American culture. And she wants to separate and define where the roots of this were. So she wanted to bring some remnants to the founding fathers of country. And we love that and we appreciate that from her. You know, everything she does is, has a purpose and she's gonna do it in a way where it's unpredictable. So, so how many songs are on the album? Honestly, because the album hasn't dropped yet, I, I can't say and I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't wanna ruin it. Uh, okay. <laughs> as soon as it came out of your mouth, I was like, I was waiting, I'm like, what is he gonna say? What is he gonna say? I was okay. waiting for the, so, all right. So, so wait a minute. So the, the, <laughs> reason I asked the question. I know why you. I, I, I asked. Where you go? I asked the question because Beyonce's got a good friend, mm -hmm. um, and who has that, some roots. And in that country good music. friend has roots in country music, and okay. then gravitated over to pop. And she's now kind of gone the opposite way, at least for this. So when so, act, so when Act Two of Renaissance drops. No, I'm just wondering if there might be a collab that you would want to talk to us about. Guys, gonna have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I will pose the question that this would way, be Brian. Amazing. Let, let me pose the question this way: When okay. Act Two comes out, okay. would it be fair for Beyonce's fans to expect there there are going to be some guest artists on that album? Let's just say <laughs> that she is on the approach of shocking the world. Okay. I'll okay. let you I'll let your I'll let your imagination decide what that. <laughs> Okay, I love this. I, I can't wait for this. This is so exciting. Yeah. And seriously, it's so great having you on because the, the, the song is great. 
Um, we so really, much. really appreciate you yeah, talking to Yeah, and Brian, I gotta tell you, the thing you said that really uh, resonates with me, the fact that, um, that a lot of people don't understand the roots of a lot of music genres, not just country, right. but a, a lot of music genres, and the fact that Beyonce wants to uh, pay homage to the, the roots and, and that black culture does have a place in country music, I think is phenomenal. And congrats to you for helping bring that out, for uh, producing. I know you did the lyrics, the production, uh, and, and some of the instrumentation as well, right? Yeah, actually, yeah, I, uh, I produced a, a lot, most of the record and uh, I, um, with Beyonce. And I also had a team, a great team that uh, I work with. We call ourselves the Texas Hold'em Crew. They're amazing. So it's about four of us and uh, we collaborated with Beyonce and she guided us on you know, pretty much where she wanted it to go, man. So I'm just grateful to be a part, man. And it's it's a dream come true, man. It's I love it, man. That's awesome, man. Wow. Can't wait to see you on stage uh, collecting some uh, some awards with Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Thank Brian. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, man. Remember that name. You're gonna when award season comes around. Oh, he'll be on stage. Killer B will be. Uh, he will be on stage. Beyonce. Yeah. I got a feeling about about the guests. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. we are taking a break. All right, when we come back, uh, there was a big surprise at the Super Bowl. You probably didn't notice. They didn't show it on camera, but we got some photos. Who was in the luxury suite with Kendall Jenner? We'll just say this, one of her ex-boyfriends, I'm not gonna tell you which one, one of the exes was in the suite with her and another ex was in the stadium. Which one is she cozying up to? You'll see when we come back. Welcome back to TMZ Live, and the Super Bowl uh, proved that Kendall Jenner might, might be rekindling something with her ex. As for which ex, well, you know that we showed you the uh, the, the Kardashian Jenner's box uh, at the uh, at the Super Bowl, which was not all that lively. In fact, there's one guy who's fast asleep. I think she's doing her nails. I'm telling you. You I, still think that that woman's here. doing her I nails? I think she's doing her nails. Uh, but they had lots of celebrities in there. They seem totally bored. What we totally did see bored. in that photo was another celebrity who's in the back. He's mm -hmm. like one or two rows back. But when Michael Rubin's daughter posted this photo, um, everyone noticed who was in the background. She was focused on the guy who's sleeping, which I do have an issue with. But back there, that's Devin Booker. Yeah, hmm. it's, it's very, very interesting that he would be in the same box as her. Obviously, uh, Michael Rubin does have a lot of connections to NBA players. So maybe he just invited invited Devin and they just happened to be there. I, I'm not really sure what, you know. How he ended up there, right? How he ended up there or even what Kendall and Devin's current relationship status is as far as if they're just friends and cool. But it was interesting that her other ex, Bad Bunny, who uh, we know she spent New Year's Eve with. And again, we we're unclear on what their relationship was, but he was actually in a different box. He was in uh, Tim Cook's box mm -hmm. with Lizzo, yep. and, and there's a few other uh, artists. So just kind of interesting that Again, they were in the another, same spot. Another suite that was way more lit than uh, the Kardashians. Well, <laughs> as a matter of fact, when you look at the guy sleeping, it's 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 thematic. <laughs> that guy is that, that guy is no, I, down the whole. Uh, I, the, I, I can tell you that guy that's sleeping had a really well, big I, Saturday I, night. I, I yes. can confirm because he he's since reposted our story and said four days in. Vegas and a guy can't exactly. take a power nap. Exactly. So, of course, you can't take a power nap. But I just feel like <laughs> the the privilege of you're 
How, I don't know how much the seat costs, but if you're at the Super Bowl, you're maybe he's that maybe rich. Maybe didn't cost maybe him. Maybe that rich. Maybe didn't cost him. Have you ever been to a movie and fallen asleep? Have you ever been to a movie and fallen asleep? Well, yeah. But okay. Well, then for but him, I spent it's a movie. twenty bucks for that. I know, but maybe as for him, to... <laughs> it may be the equivalent of twenty bucks for him. We don't okay, know. Maybe I could be loaded. Maybe. Hey guys, my name is Julian Sarkodie. I'm from Western Massachusetts, and um, my comment is, they always come back. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Just short and sweet. That was just good. when they think okay. you're out. I am really triggered by this next thing. I am uh, one more Super Bowl note. I am. And this one. This is ridiculous. He is fired up about because this is ridiculous. Uh, someone else was at the Super Bowl, and that would be. I mean, everyone was at the Super Bowl. Is I think the theme here. But Alyssa Milano went. Uh, she took her 12-year-old son Milo, and they went to uh, the game. They had pretty good seats. Obviously, they went uh, down the arrival line, hung out with Tom Brady for a moment, and uh, look, he even got an autograph. Good day for Milo, right? Yeah. What's more wholesome than being at the Super Bowl, taking your kid, and he's having a good time? They are getting dragged. All up in her biz. Because remember. All because of Remember the, the whole little thing. <laughs> that, that Milo is in a little league, um, in, on, in a a little league on a team that was going to Cooperstown. And they have to do some fundraising. They fundraise to send the team, and you know, and 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 um, she because she, Alyssa posted she it is she has paid a lot of money to the team, right? But she put yeah, and, and she made that point, Harvey, when she initially got all the backlash. So yeah, they're they're looking to raise money so they can go on the trip. They set a goal of ten thousand dollars. They ended up actually raising a little bit over fifteen thousand dollars, and now because of that, and sh and she at the time said, look, I I would love to be able to send these kids myself, but I can't pay for everything myself. So because she made that statement, now people are killing her. And I'll be honest, like a lot of things Melissa Alyssa Milano said about politics, I, I don't agree with. So I'm no like president of her fan club here. It's absurd what people are saying to her. If she wants to take her son to the Super Bowl, like be quiet. She is entitled to do whatever she wants to do. We don't even know if she paid for the tickets, Harv. Here's the thing, that there are people who think that Alyssa Milano should, what, sell her house and just pay for everything for everybody else. And if she donates money, which she has done for this team, she should do more. And if she doesn't do more, and if she goes out and enjoys right. herself, she's some kind oh, of a oh, bad- and, 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 you're right. Hold on, hold on, Michael. Hold on, I'm not done. He's on. I'm not done. He's on one. I'm not done. Go ahead. It's the same thing with The Rock and with Oprah, where they gave millions and millions of dollars to rebuild Maui. And then they wanted to fundraise because it's going to cost a fortune to rebuild the Lahaina. And people dragged them. Well, you have the money it's over never your. Enough. It's like, shut up. Yeah, and, and people up. have phrased this, and they've made it sound like Alyssa Milano is 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 going to the poorest people in America and and shaking them down for money. She never said that. I think she just said, if you have money and you want to and help, then donate. this is what and we're the, doing. And the point and is, the, if and you the, don't I, want to donate, just don't donate just don't and donate. keep it moving. And the and the idea that people would say, oh my God, she paid for this for Super Bowl tickets. How dare she? How dare you guys also, criticize Also, her by the way, She might have gotten him for free, by the exactly. way. Exactly. people if got she the tickets won, for free. Exactly. Cares. If she paid for it, and it's her money, she has every right to do it. Oprah has every right to figure out how much she wants to pay. The Rock, the same. This is outrageous. Leave rich people alone. No. 
<laughs> let rich people do good things I, and don't make and don't say every time they enjoy themselves they're somehow not worthy right. uh, it's absurd i think the biggest takeaway here is that uh babcock you need to learn when Harvey is on one and just shut up <laughs> I know, and let him go. I, I was feeling nope. passionate too. Doesn't but matter. I guess he's the boss. Doesn't matter. You got yours in. You got yours in. You got yours in. Hey, this is Aaron from the Bronx. And in regards to Alyssa Milano, yeah, very much people do need to mind their business. Celebrities host fundraisers for positive causes all the time. I don't understand how this is such a big deal, but I understand the optics. Like most people looking at it as, hey, you were just asking for money. Now you're at the Super Bowl yeah, but, with, your, mm-hmm. with your kid. But uh, yeah, it's still celebrities host fundraisers all the time, like you guys said, for whatever the cause may be. And at the same time, a lot of people, you, you shouldn't count somebody else's pockets because you can't just readily identify when somebody has the liquid to just flesh out $10,000 right. at the drop of a dime. Well, unless, no, but, but, but she, unless you know them she personally, gave, you don't She know. gave money. She gave money to under the, the people right. who couldn't afford it. Um, to buy uniforms and everything else on that team. Why does she have to underwrite the whole team? She did a good thing. You know, you just just said this. Celebrate her? Yeah, celebrate her for doing a good thing. The new era of The Daily Show, which may look like the old era of The Daily Show, has begun. Jon Stewart is back hosting. As we told you a few weeks ago, they announced that he is going to, for the rest of this year, he'll be doing Mondays hosting, and he's executive producing on all the other days where they'll have correspondents sitting at the desk. And he was great last night. This reminded you what people loved about Jon Stewart and The Daily Show. Um, And he came back with lots of fire for both presidential candidates, and there is an emphasis on age and lack of memory. This guy couldn't remember stuff during his deposition. Do you understand what that means? He had no ability to recall very basic things under questioning. The footage of the president unable to recall simple facts must have been brutal to watch. I mean, I, I don't remember that. Okay, okay. As, as good as my memory is, I don't remember that. But I have, a, I have a good memory. So you don't remember saying you have one of the best memories? I, I don't remember. <laughs> That's the high-functioning candidate from nine years ago, unable to recall if he has a good memory. <laughs> and uh, John Stewart is just so brilliant. So good. And he made the point that, uh, you know, He's not, he's no spring chicken himself, but to those guys. What do you mean he's no spring chicken? What do you mean? That's what John said. It was a whole thing he did on the show where he brought the camera in, like, look at me, I'm really old too, and yet these guys are 20 years older than me, you know, self-deprecating, et cetera. Point is this, he was kind of crapping on both Biden and Trump, and I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. A lot of people are kind of accusing him of, quote, both sidesing it. But you know what, though? I I like that. There is some criticism for both sides, and he was, his whole point in the whole monologue was that, just because Donald Trump seems like a uh, a tire fire of a candidate, right, based on everything he's going through right now, Joe Biden himself is not above scrutiny or criticism or questions about common yeah. sense things like your your memory and like the fact that he can't remember things. You know what I mean? That was his whole bigger point, that just because Donald Trump is like seemingly a terrible candidate going through a lot of problems, Joe Bri- Biden is not above criticism or scrutiny. That was his whole 
point in that whole monologue. And you know, to the extent anybody's criticizing him for both sidesism or whatever the word is, <laughs> um, those are the tribal people on both sides that say <laughs> if you if, if you are in one camp, you always have to have the same view as everybody else in that camp. And if you right. dare criticize your own camp, you're a traitor. Bill Maher has had to deal with this. John Stewart had to deal with this. And they're two of the smartest people on television, in media, and they're smart because they're not just, you know, right. robots. They're, just, they're right. not robots that are just, oh, I have to be the, uh, side with the Democrats. I have to side with MAGA. No, they can call out both sides, and we should. We've got two 80-year-olds running for president, guys. And to that point, Harvey, you're right. Like, John Stewart is so sharp. And by the way, so sorely missed. Like, he fits yes. right in like a glove. It's just like the old days. And I'm not trying to trash anybody, but it really shows, wow, John Stewart has been the dude for this job, and yeah. he still is the dude for this job. Like, anyone else in between, not going to name any names, but anyone else in between <laughs> was just not it. I'm glad he's back, and it's just good to have him at the forefront again. Tim Susie from the beautiful state of New Hampshire. I understand it's all in good fun. It is a comedy show and all. In all likelihood, any one of us would fail to answer the questions to the liking of the masses out there. The one mistake I think everybody is making is, and, and I just said it, and I, it's a mistake, is to talk about age. It's not about right. age. Right. It's mental acuity. And somebody can lose that at 40, 60, 80, 90. 54. <laughs> 74. <laughs> three. Um, anywho, uh, oh, that's right. I'm only 53. Huh. I forgot that. <laughs> I literally forgot. How which old is I exactly am. the point. <laughs> which is exactly the point. No way. You How lost old am I? it. Look at this. Wait, I really don't this know. This is no. I am 54. Guys, this is I am exactly 54. what I'm talking about. That's right. I am 54. About. This is where conservatorship <laughs> city. When L. King performed her Dolly Parton tribute uh, at the Grand Ole Opry last month, it was a disaster. Uh, we showed you the video. She forgot all the lyrics, admitted on stage that she was wasted, started cursing at the audience. It was just awful. And everyone said Dolly would be so mortified to see what L. King did while trying to pay uh, a tribute to Dolly. Well, Dolly is now speaking out about it. Um, and. She's saying, forgive and forget. Here's what she told Extra. Elle is really a great artist. She's a great girl. And she's been going through a lot of hard things lately. And she just had a little too much to drink. So let's just forgive that and forget it and move on because she felt worse than anybody ever could. This is 100% what you would expect Dolly Parton to say, to forgive and forget. And beyond that, to be so empathetic to say she's going through some things, she had too much to drink. If she is struggling with a drinking problem, then you don't want to pile on and make fun of it. It's the exact 100% sweet, amazing thing you would think that Dolly Parton would say. Right. I, I know I've told you the story about the 9 to 5 trial that I yes. covered uh -huh. a long, 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 long time ago. Mm -hmm. What I didn't tell you was that I ended up, and I don't even remember how. On I, the elevator with Dolly? No, not in the oh. elevator. Somehow I had talked to her, and I had her phone number, and I called her a couple of times <laughs> during the trial. <laughs> right. She was the nicest human being huh. that I had ever encountered. Did she give you the interview, though? She, um, it's been so long. I think I interviewed her at the courthouse. Are you saying you can't remember, sir? I think I'm saying <laughs> that I can't remember. You can't remember whether or not you spoke the Dolly I Park. know you're 50-something. Wow. <laughs> hey, you know what? 
Dolly Parton. She is so kind. She is so gracious. If Dolly's saying let it go, we need to let it go. If Dolly's saying we need to move on, move on. Dolly's in a good place with it, so we should be too. Yep. Dolly's okay. We'll we'll take her lead, then we're all okay. Uh, What else you guys want to talk about? Uh, My comments on Kanye West. First of all, with Kanye, it's not about his views on the subjects or anything else. It's about whether he's right or wrong. He's absolutely right. From George Bush doesn't like black people, from taking the mic to Taylor Swift, from the anti-Semitic comments, from whatever else, your viewpoint aside on him, he's absolutely right. He cannot be canceled. He's right that he's he can't right, be canceled. He, he's yeah. right on that. He clearly can't. <laughs> that is absolutely right. 100% true. Uh, one more. What's up, guys? It's Anthony from New York. And I guess it's true what they do say. America does run on Duncan with these tracksuits. And I was just looking at them on eBay. They were already going for almost $700, $800, and these people don't even have them in yeah, their hands wow. yet. <laughs> so this is a thing. Anthony's right. America's going to run and oh, run on Duncan. Oh, my God. Well, Usher has used that license that he got, the marriage license. Uh, that we, we posted that story on Saturday that he and uh, his girlfriend Jennifer had a marriage license. And they did indeed tie the knot on Sunday. Uh, they went to Vegas weddings. I mean, I get it's a momentous day for him. But why do it? Yeah. Why do it that? They, they must have been talking about it. By the way, they've been together for about like five years. They have five, kids. Six years. They have two kids. Um, so I guess you just figured like, hey, I'm doing it big. You want to do it even bigger than the Super Bowl? It does kind of, well, at least you won't forget your anniversary. It's like, you remember the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, it's my anniversary. Too. Right. You remember the day that you, you remember, oh, remember when I did the Super right. Bowl on February? Right. Well, no, but what's in his head is, oh, it's that day. Oh, do you remember what, Do you remember what day it was? Yeah. The Super Bowl? Don't say Sunday. I mean the date. The 11th. Ooh, look at you. My memory, folks. All right. Private Jen. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>